Happy Tuesday to you, and welcome to the Locked On Grizzlies podcast. My name is Sean Coleman. Hope wherever you are, and wherever you are listening, you are having a great start to your Tuesday. Hopefully, you've got some areas of positivity that is making your day good. Unfortunately for Grizzlies fans, it's another. It's a day after another disappointing loss for the Grizzlies. This time around, not necessarily in terms of due to effort and performance. The Grizzlies played their best game that they've played in the past five games. However, the end result was much the same. Their fourth loss in five games. Last night, the New York Knicks just simply were the better team in a 118-104 loss. We'll certainly get into both the positives and the negatives and how the game ended in a very uncharacteristic way for this Grizzlies team, but in a way that may be needed going forward. We'll get into that in the first segment. In the second segment of the show, we talked about how the Grizzlies defense has continued to do well despite finding success in various areas. On the flip side of things, while a month ago this Grizzlies team was embarking in one of the best offensive stretches of its franchise history, right now this Grizzlies team just simply needs to get back to what it does well. We'll highlight the struggles that the Grizzlies have really run into when it comes to the areas of the game that they've found so that they've been able to do so consistently. Right now, their ability to produce consistently in their areas of strengths are just not there. We'll look at what that exactly that means in the second segment of the show. And in the third segment, we're going to reset the scene to the West. Conference. The Grizzlies are embarking on the three-game road trip. We'll discuss how this recent stretch of bad play has impacted their seating when it comes to the play-in picture as well as the Western Conference picture as a whole. Of course, you can find the show at Locked on Grizz, myself at Stats SAC. You can find the podcast wherever it's available, Spotify, Stitcher, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, wherever you choose to listen, that's where we will be. And we ask that you do listen, subscribe, let us know what you think of the show. We always want to make sure that we are providing content that is relevant to our listeners' preferences. My name's Sean Coleman. I've been covering the Grizzlies over at Grizzly Bear Blues now for three years riding, been doing podcasts for two years, been doing the show at Locked on Grizz here for a year. Enjoy every single minute of it because it allows for me to do many of the passions that I enjoy doing when it comes to sports, the NBA, and the Grizzlies, as well as interact with those who share the same passions that I do. Speaking of that, one of the spotlight, our title sponsor of today's show, the Locker Room App, changing the way we talk about sports. Every Thursday night at 8, I will be once again hosting the Let's Talk Grizzness show. Every Thursday night, we have plenty to talk about when it comes to this Grizzlies team. Obviously, there's plenty more to talk about this week. Hopefully, though, over the next few days, we'll have a bit more positive spin on things than we do right now. So look forward to seeing you there for Let's Talk Grizzness on the Locker Room app. But let's get right into it. So the Grizzlies entered last night's game against the New York Knicks needing to win. They badly needed to win. Even though they'd split their weekend series against the Magic, it, they were coming off their worst loss of the season. And the problem is, is that in the first half of the game, things did not get much better from where they were over the weekend. Now, the Grizzlies' play got better. They were they were more disciplined. They were playing good defense. The offense still obviously was struggling this time around, though. The main reason why the offense was struggling is because it arguably was playing the best or one of the three best defenses in the NBA. But the big reason why the Grizzlies were running into a bit of issue was that this New York Knicks team, there's a reason why they've been playing such good basketball as of late, and it was on clear display, especially in the second quarter of the game. The Grizzlies and Knicks basically went back and forth in the first quarter, but in the second quarter of the game, the the New York Knicks were able to turn a 44-point quarter into an 11-point halftime lead. And it was one of those quarters where the Grizzlies, they gave up 44 points, but their defensive effort and their defensive execution 
was nowhere near reflective of the final result. This Knicks team just could not miss. Derrick Rose, Julius Randle, and others just were hitting tough shot after tough shot. It was just a stretch of basketball where this, where the, you just had to tip your cap to the Knicks. They absolutely were playing at their best version of basketball, and the Grizzlies just, they, they didn't really, it wasn't a case where they didn't have an answer. It's just every time that they did, this Knicks team was able to keep them at arm's length. The Grizzlies would sit here and push to within four or six points. The Knicks would go down, create a few turnovers, hit a big three, get it back to ten. It went back and forth like that the entire second quarter, and that's what allowed for this Knicks team to pull out to an 11-point lead. So obviously, you know, when you look at the halftime statistics where the Knicks were 11 of 18 from the field shooting 60% overall, it certainly seemed as if the Grizzlies were struggling and to an extent they were. But at the end of the day, what made the difference in the first half was that the Knicks just simply were playing excellent basketball. They were playing better than the Grizzlies, and we're playing some of the best basketball this Grizzlies team had seen out of its opposition in quite a while. One of the developing narrative, though, in the first half of the game was that this Grizzlies team frustration was starting to settle in. You could see that fatigue once again was playing its part. There was clear frustration between Taylor Jenkins and the referees. There were some obvious fouls and some inconsistency when it came to the calls, though to be fair, the Grizzlies did have a significant edge when it came through the free throws. It's just the, the Grizzlies trying to get into the lane, trying to find success, and not being able to find any at all when it came to being able to score at the paint. One of the reasons why is because they thought it was very physical and they were not getting the calls that they needed to get in order to get back into the game. That continued into the third quarter. The Grizzlies were down 97 to 80 in the third quarter as they continued to struggle themselves, trying to find some offensive consistency. The, the Knicks were able to have another quarter in which they scored 28 points, 97 points through three quarters for the Knicks. But then in the fourth quarter, this Grizzlies team found its groove. It found its groove in a similar way. Between the start of the fourth quarter and about four and a half minutes, over a seven and a half minute stretch, the Grizzlies were able to, to, to keep the Knicks to four points. They were able to limit the Knicks to only four points over a seven minute stretch to start the fourth quarter. And the end result was the Grizzlies getting as close to as 101 to 96 when it came to the score. They were able to turn a 17 point deficit into a five point deficit with about four minutes left to go in the quarter. But the Knicks and Grizzlies went back and forth when it came to shots. And then on a drive by John Morant on a floater to try to make a shot to get the lead or to get the uh, a deficit back to five, there was a clear physical contact that this Grizzlies team thought was a foul. And then at that point, all hell broke loose. Broke loose. The frustrations boiled over. It was just that moment. If you want to call it a meltdown, that's fine. It probably was needed. This Grizzlies team had had enough. Taylor Jenkins got called for two consecutive technical fouls. He got tossed. Dylan Brooks got a technical foul. And then John Morant got called for two consecutive technical fouls, all against Tony Brothers, trying to make the point that they had been, that calls have been missed all night. Five technical fouls for the Grizzlies over an 18, over an 18 second stretch. And that's what, you know, wound up, you know, it didn't cost them the game, but it basically sealed the deal for the Knicks. And the Knicks were able to get a 118 to 104 victory. So certainly a frustrating night. You know, and, and tonight, you know, it's a bit more understandable than it was against the Magic because, again, you're facing a very good New York Knicks team. Where the Grizzlies usually succeed, there was no success to be found. They were outscored in the paint tonight by 20 points against the New York Knicks. And the more and, and the negative thing, which we'll get into in just a second, is that they were outscored by 20 points and only limited to 34 points of the fate, despite the fact 
that the Knicks were out without Mitchell Robinson and Nerlens Noel. This Grizzlies team just could not find its shot at all in the paint. A growing trend that is a bit concerning when it comes to an area of the game that has become so reliable. And basically, the Grizzlies feel like they can score at will in the paint. Well, right now, it's just not there. Other th areas where there was a bit of concern, the Grizzlies only created 12 fast break points. They lost the, the, the New York Knicks who were last in the league in pace coming to the game, they had more fast break points in this game than the Grizzlies. Certainly a concerning trend as well. And then obviously the fact that the Knicks were able to create 17 points off of turnovers versus the Grizzlies' eight. So the difference in the game was the Knicks being better at aspects of the game that the Grizzlies are among the best in the league at. Points off turnovers, fast break points, points in the paint. The, the, the Knicks beat us, at our, they beat us at our own game. And that's what made the difference tonight. But the, uh, there were a few encouraging signs. The Grizzlies overall were able to shoot 16 of 41 from three. Yes, the Knicks were able to find their shot, but Memphis did make some necessary halftime adjustments. They were able to limit the Knicks from three to nine, for three for nine from three in the second half. The Grizzlies also, to get back in the game, once again had a big stretch of, of five or more minutes limiting their opposition to under 10 points to get back into the game in the fourth quarter. So the defensive adjustments were certainly made when they were needed to be made. And overall, this Grizzlies team did shoot the three well. A big reason why, Dylan Brooks, five threes, 25 points on the night. Desmond Bain, a nice rebound game for him, four threes and 22 points on the night. Jaron Jackson Jr., had 15 points and two threes on the night. He seemed to have his best version of both inside and outside producing for this Grizzlies team. But at the end of the day, there, while there were some positive signs, and yes, you could say that the Grizzlies have played their best basketball last night, their best basketball over the past five games, this is still the fourth loss in five nights. And obviously, it ended in an uncharacteristic way with emotions spilling out. And, and, and you know, Taylor Jenkins, John Moran, you know, two guys that you, you usually keep, see keep their cool. They both just clearly had had enough of it, and it resulted in both of them getting tossed. And sometimes you just need that. There are just some times in sports where there's just a moment where if you have clearly been having a stretch of frustrating play, you know, as long as you don't do anything uncharacteristic that just absolutely puts your team in a clearly negative position, there are times where you, you just have to let it out. You have to let your emotions take over and just let it out. There's no need to bottle it up, and that's what the Grizzlies... Now, that was just the end result of last night's game. But hopefully, with a bit more positive things to build on than after this, than, than there were this weekend. Plus, the Grizzlies now haven't got a bit of their emotion out. Perhaps this team now has in place what it needs to continue moving forward and find success. Because we're at the point with this Grizzlies team where they know what they need to do to get back on track, but they've got to figure it out to end this season the way that they want to. And that obviously means that they've got to do it getting back out on the road in what is a manageable road trip, but it's only going to be that way if this Grizzlies team gets back to playing the way that it knows how to play. But that starts with them getting back to playing at their strengths, which has become a lot more harder to complete game in and game out than it usually is. Coming up, I'll highlight how one of the biggest area of concerns right now is that what it, the, the areas that the Grizzlies have consistently produced in ever since Taylor Jenkins has become head coach, right now even those things are hard to do on a consistent basis when it comes to production. We'll be right back with you.
Well, right now, the the Memphis the play of the Memphis Grizzlies certainly is something hard to endure because of how much so many of us you know enjoy this team, how passionate we are about this team, and how much we care for the success that this team has continued to have being so young and under Coach Taylor Jenkins. Right now, it, it, it's hard when they struggle. But one thing that I can tell you is not hard is finding a way to make your fandom overall better when it comes to sports, and that's the locker room app. Changing the way we talk about sports. The Locker Room app is a social audio, social media app that allows for you as a sports fan to be able to embark on parts of fandom that you may never have been able to embark on before. Being able to go and talk about your favorite sports teams and different sports from whatever perspective you want to enjoy them, that's what the Locker Room app adds. It even allows for you to meet new people. Whether you're someone who just wants an avenue to be able to talk any sports that you want, maybe you're an aspiring content creator who really wants to get your content creating career off to a good start. Whatever perspective and whatever desire you have when it comes to talking and enjoying learning about sports, that's what the Locker Room app can provide. It even allows for you to interact with some of your favorite sports personalities. For me personally, that's been, that has meant interacting with Mark Stein, John Hollinger, Nate Duncan, and others, and even players such as Miles Turner's of the Indiana Pacer. The opportunities are realistically limitless when it comes to your ability to enjoy the Locker Room app. And all you got to do is go to the App Store, both now through Android and iOS systems, you can go to the App Store, download the Locker Room app for free, create a free profile, and then get right in on the action. And don't forget, every Thursday night at 8, we'll host our, our Locked On Grizzness weekly show to talk all things Grizzlies. Myself, talking with other folks that cover the Grizzlies, as well as fans of the team itself. Make sure to join us and enjoy the conversation. The Locker Room app, changing the way we talk about sports. Go download the app, create your free pri profile, and get in on the talk today. Tomorrow's edition of the Locked On Grizzlies podcast, continuing the new aspect of the show that we're going to enjoy in May, talking with some of my favorite Gri uh, Grizzlies follows on Twitter. Uh, we're going to welcome back frequent guest of the show, Joe Molinak, site manager of Grizzly Bear Blues. He'll be back with us to discuss all things Grizzlies. Obviously, plenty to talk about, some positive, some negative. Just get Joe's perspective on things when it comes to this Grizzlies team. So, obviously, the Grizzlies... Um, you know, they're struggling right now, obviously. And, you know, so much this season that we've talked about when it comes to the Memphis Grizzlies is the fact that I had mentioned at the beginning of the year, their ability to shoot and defend the three, as well as their ability to play more disciplined basketball, was going to be the areas where they needed to take significant strides for them to be clearly in the playoff picture. And they've done exactly that. They are among the, the um, they're above average in the NBA, among the top 10 teams right now when it comes to defense. A big reason why now is their ability to defend the three. They've shown a higher level of shooting the three at different times this season than many of us had anticipated. And also, their ability to play disciplined basketball is certainly there. Those aspects of things, their ability to defend, their ability to play disciplined basketball, pass, as well as create advantages through the, you know, aspects of the game that center on hustle and effort and energy, those are the strengths of this Grizzlies team. We talked about yesterday about how the defense remains a strength of this team, but it's for different reasons now than it was back in January. And the biggest reason why it's different is because the Grizzlies' ability to create turnovers right now are a bit harder to come by as they become more fatigued. Well, for that same reason, another thing that this Grizzlies team is running into as of late is the fact that the things that it consistently does well, and to an elite level compared to the rest of the NBA, the level of consistency at which this Grizzlies team is able to pass the ball, 
play disciplined basketball, and create advantages in the hustle aspects of the game, the Grizzlies have significantly, significantly declined in all three of those areas as of recently. Let's take a bit of a look at it. When it comes to the ability to pass the basketball, limit turnovers, as well as limit fouls, the Grizzlies are in the top 10 of the league for the season. They're sixth in assists per game. They are eighth when it comes to fewest turnovers committed per, per game, and they're 10th on the season when it comes to fouls committed per game. But the problem is, is that in each of those areas, well, in two of those three areas, this Grizzlies team has significantly fallen off. In the past, Over the past 10 games, the Grizzlies are 13th in the NBA when it comes to assist point game. 25.8 assists per game. Still very good, but not to the level that a team like the Grizzlies need for it to be to be able to consistently compete against more talented teams. The biggest area of concern is the fact that the Grizzlies, you know, coming into yesterday, they were 10th in the league when it came to fewest fouls committed per game. But over the past 10 games, they're 26th in the league. Now, a lot of that has to do with Jaron Jackson Jr. being back into the equation. Obviously, fouls are a part of his game, though over the past two games, we've seen some encouraging developments. Jaron Jackson Jr., Dylan Brooks now being in the equation, that's just part of their games. It's an unfortunate part of the game that hopefully they will continue to improve upon, but one of the areas where the Grizzlies have struggled is being able to limit fouls, and it's given their opposition yet another avenue to score, which certainly is not good news for this Grizzlies team, whose offense overall has certainly been stagnant. So when it comes to the ability to limit fouls, and when it comes to the ability to consistently at, elite le- at an elite level pass the basketball, the Grizzlies have unfortunately fallen off in both areas. But the even bigger area of noticeable decline is in the miscellaneous stats. The Grizzlies' ability to create advantages when it comes to scoring off of turnovers, when it comes to second chance points, when it comes to fast break points and points in the paint. Those are all areas where the Grizzlies have have consistently ranked in the t- among the top two teams in the NBA among all those categories. But the thing about it is this, is that over the past 10 games, this Grizzlies team has significantly fallen off. As we mentioned, they they were 21st in the league in, in creating turnovers in April, which was ball, which was a big drop off from when they were first in the league at creating turnovers in the first half of the season. The result of that is that the Grizzlies, who rank second overall on the season in terms of points off of turnovers per game, are 14th in the league over their past 10 games. In terms of second chance points, where the Grizzlies are among the best teams, or is the best team in the NBA for the season as a whole, over the past 10 games, this Grizzlies team is tied for 18th in the league in second chance points. A big reason for that, Jonas Valanciunas is not playing at the level that he was before he was in concussion protocol. Brandon Clark, a big revelation with him is that he has not played in the past two games. Unfortunately, it seems like injuries have limited him from being effective, and so he now seems to be out of the rotation, at least for the time being, until he can get a bit of health going. But those are two key contributors when it comes to second-chance points, and they're right now either not playing or playing to the level that they were, and it's certainly making an impact on the Grizzlies. In terms of fast break points, the Grizzlies certainly are Playing at a high level, over their past 10 games, they've averaged nearly 25 fast break points per game, which is encouraging. The problem is, is that it's been very polarizing. They may score in the 30s one game, but then, like for instance, last night against the New York Knicks, who go at the slowest pace in the NBA, the Knicks themselves outscored the Grizzlies in fast break points. So it's not been consistent in that area. 
And then the biggest thing, which is basically kind of all of these different categories mixed into one, the biggest thing that's developed for this Grizzlies team is that they're now scoring nearly four points less points in the paint per game than they usually do on a regular basis. And that may not seem like that big of an issue, but it certainly is, especially when you have this Grizzlies team who, as, as Rob Fisher had mentioned on the broadcast, coming into last night's game, the Grizzlies had shot less than 50% in three of their previous four games in the paint, and then last night got outscored 54-34 to in the paint versus the New York Knicks, despite the Knicks did not have Mitchell Robinson or Nerlens Noel. So there's good and bad news with this. The bad news is, is that across the board, the Grizzlies are going to have to right the ship, not just in any one area, but they're going to have to get back to what they do well. The good news is, is that it's not hard for this Grizzlies team to do it. These areas of strength, passing the basketball, limiting turnovers and limiting fouls, playing disciplined basketball, and being able to find success in the needed areas of hustle, effort, and energy, second chance points, purring top turnovers, things such as that, they may not be back to where they were at their peak this season. But this Grizzlies team, especially after it showed some stretches of encouraging play in last night's game, if they can at least get back to doing these things well, performing well in these areas, that should be good enough to put them in position to win two or all three of their games on this road trip, which are certainly going to be needed. So yes, the bad news is, is that across the board, the Grizzlies have certainly taken a step back in almost every area that they usually succeed offensively. But the good news is, is that it just comes so naturally for this team to perform well in these specific areas that it should not be that it should not take long for them to get back on track. Yes, it's going to require for them to hopefully find the energy and, and overcome this fatigue that they're struggling with right now. But they're also, since it comes so naturally for this team to play together and be able to perform well in these areas, I do feel strongly that they should be able to find some way to get it done. Even if it may not be to the level that it once was, it should be good enough to be able to to let them win enough games to get where they want to get at the end of the season. And that's the whole goal, right? It's for this Grizzlies team to remain in as favorable a position as possible when it comes to the rest of this NBA season. Coming up, I'm going to discuss that. We're going to reset the scene. Look at just how big of an impact the Grizzlies' recent struggles had had on their have had on their playoff positioning, but a bit of an encouraging development when it comes to the other teams in the play-in tournament that still puts the Grizzlies in a favorable position when it comes to the playoff picture as a whole. The summer is right around the corner, and for you yourself or for you and your family, that may mean that you're going to be out and about and traveling more. And if that's the case, you probably want to make sure that your car is in good working order. Hopefully it is, but if it does need repairs, I've got the place that's got you covered, and that's rockauto.com. Within a few clicks of the button, you should be able to find what you need with the very easy-to-use setup at rockauto.com. And they're likely going to have what you need, regardless of the make and model or the part that you are in need of. If you're someone that does your own repairs, you have others do your repairs, or you do repairs for others for a living, rockauto.com has you covered no matter your experience level it's very economically feasible this is a family-owned business they've been in business for over 20 years they know car repairs typically do fall out of budget and if that's the case they've got part selections that are at economically feasible prices if you visit rockauto.com let them know that the locked on podcast network sent you rockauto.com amazing selection reliably low prices all the car parts that you will ever need visit rockauto.com today For many of us, we have different reasons why we enjoy 
sports. Whatever it may be, I can certainly tell you that if wagering and betting on sports is part of the equation that makes you a fan, I've got the one place that has you covered, and that's betonline.ag. When it comes to betonline, it's the fastest and easiest way to bet on all your sports action. Baseball season is in full swing, and you can track all the action at BetOnline. This week has tons of sports action on the go, and whenever things it seemed to be a little bit less exciting when you compare this week without the NFL draft of the Kentucky Derby. You've got other things that emerged. The stretch run of the NBA and the NHL, MMA action, all those things are going on. There's always so many different ways in which you can wager and bet on sports and enjoy your experience. Get all the latest news and odds and info on all your sporting needs, including MLB, NBA, NHL, and all your UFC action. Before the next pitch, head over to BetOnline on your laptop or mobile device and check out all the great sporting news, sign-up bonuses, and contest information. Don't sit on the sidelines anymore as this is your chance to get into the game as teams press for their runs to the playoffs. Head to the website or use your mobile device and use the promo code LOCKEDON to sign up today and receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. BetOnline, your online sportsbooks experts. Today on the Locked On Today podcast, who is the best superhero in the NBA? Get more of the sports news you need in less time. With the Locked On Today podcast, follow the Locked On Today podcast on the Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. Welcome back to the Locked On Grizzlies podcast. So the Grizzlies have now lost four out of their last five after, you know, it's crazy just how, you know, different uh, basically eight days can be. You know, last week when we reset the scene in the West before the uh, game against the Portland Trailblazers last week, you know, we were talking about the Grizzlies maybe taking aim at, you know, the seventh spot. And maybe even in a good case scenario, with the fact that they had the easiest schedule left in the NBA this season, perhaps Memphis could even take a crack at the sixth spot when it came to their final playoff standings. Well, you know, as of right now, that's just simply not the case. You know, we had t- we had been talking over when we had done this segment of the show over the past, uh, you know, several weeks. You know, we had talked about Dallas and Portland, Golden State. Memphis and San Antonio. Those are the five teams that we had talked about. Well, over this past week, the standings have kind of changed. Obviously, the seven through ten spots in the West are still going to be in the play-in game, but the but the five, six, and seven spots in the West are right now in their own battle to determine uh, posi- playoff positioning, while the eight, nine, and ten seeds in the West are, are are in their own battle. So, in terms of the Grizzlies, you know what their ceiling could be. As far as the end of the season and their playoff push, it seems like their ceiling is in the eighth spot. Right now, um, the Lakers are in fifth place in the West at 37-28. and 28. The Mavericks are a half game behind them with Portland a half game behind them for the five, six, and seven spots in the West. Three spots down from that, you then have the Warriors, who are at 33-32, and 32, the Grizzlies, who are at thirty-three, who are at thirty-three and thirty-two, or thirty-two and thirty-two, and then the Spurs at thirty-one and thirty-three. So, but there's one game that separates the fifth, sixth, and seventh spot in the West. But then there's three games that separate the seventh and the eighth spot. So, when it comes to the Grizzlies in the remaining schedule. I think it's fair to say that their best case scenario certainly is the eighth spot, but that still is highly, highly significant. We'll get to that in just a second. Right now, obviously, the Warriors, even with the Grizzlies losing four out of their last five, the Warriors, who have played one more game than the Grizzlies, they're they're at thirty three and thirty two. The Grizzlies are at thirty two and thirty two, and the Spurs are at thirty one and thirty three. 
But I think that you can get even more specific than that, in that when it comes to the 8, 9, and 10 spots, there are still four teams remaining in the playoff picture. Because I do think that with how hard the Spurs schedule, up, the upcoming schedule is, the Pelicans can still make a run for that 10th spot. And obviously, that stands out as being significant when it comes to the Grizzlies, because the Grizzlies, because the Pelicans still have two remaining games against the Warriors and one remaining game against the Grizzlies. And let's just be honest. If you were to assume that the Grizzlies, of, of all the potential opponents the Grizzlies could have in their play-in matchups, I would say that most Grizzlies fans would you know, have a significant preference for the Spurs versus the Warriors or the Pelicans. It, it, the simple reason why, the, the Warriors have Steph Curry, the Pelicans have had our number, the Grizzlies have had pretty good success with this current roster against the Spurs at different times over the past two years. So the way that it's set up is, is that I really do think that when you look at the 8, 9, and 10 position in the West, and you've got the Warriors, Spurs, Grizzlies, and Pelicans in the mix there, I think that the, the it really comes down to a position for two teams. The 8th and ninth spot between the Grizzlies and the Warriors, and then the ninth and 10th spot for the Spurs and the Pelicans. Because I think the Spurs, who have the toughest remaining schedule in the NBA, they still have a game against the Jazz, two games against the Suns, one versus the Nets, one versus the Bucks, and one versus the Knicks. I don't think that the Spurs are going to be able to keep the pace of the Grizzlies or the Warriors. The Grizzlies have the 29th easiest schedule in the league over the next, um, for the rest of the season. And then Golden State has the 17th. Golden State still has games against the Jazz, the Suns, and the Grizzlies. And then they have two games apiece against the Thunder and the Pelicans. Obviously, we know the Grizzlies' upcoming schedule gives us plenty of opportunities to get wins on paper, but we're facing tougher schedules. So not to get too much into the schedules for each team, but in terms of the strength of schedules, it still favors the Grizzlies significantly for the rest of the season when it comes to fighting for that eighth spot with the Warriors, but also the Spurs. But like I say, I think that it's going to come down between the Spur, the, the Grizzlies and the Warriors for that eighth spot, and then it's going to be the Spurs holding off the Pelicans for that tenth spot. And what is the significance of getting that eighth or ninth spot with how it's currently set up? Well, obviously... If the Grizzlies were to get the eighth spot, first off, let's set it up to where the Grizzlies finish the season on May 16th against Golden State. And that there's still, every day that goes by, there is still a strong likelihood that that game itself could basically be a, a, a default playing game to determine the who gets the eighth and who gets the ninth spot in the West. That still is very much in play. But the Grizzlies are going to be in Golden State. On May 16th. So say they do get the 8th spot. Right now you've got Portland. You've got um, Dallas. And you've got the Lakers. Who are in that 8th spot. Or in the 7th spot. So if the Grizzlies were to get the 8th spot. And then one of those 3 teams. Were to get the 7th spot. It actually benefits the Grizzlies. To get that 8th spot for a variety of reasons. Number 1. We know that they play better on the road than at home this year. That certainly stands out. But for traveling purposes, it also helps out. If the Grizzlies are in the 8th spot and they're already going to be in Golden State on May 16th, if they've got to travel to L.A. or they have to travel to 
Portland or even Dallas, at least they'll already be on the road. And they could simply, it'll just simply be like a small road trip. They could go from their game in Golden State on the 16th to either Portland, LA, or Dallas. And then if they win that game, they've got the seventh seed and they're moving on to the playoffs. But if they lose that game, they then come home to face the winner of the 9 10 game. So the re- one significant reason, obviously, why the Grizzlies getting the eighth spot is important beyond just being able to have two games is that it allows for them to be able to have a, a, a more seamless transition to the playoffs. Instead of if they get the ninth seed, they've now got to win two games, plus have to come back home. So in many different ways, getting that eighth spot it's not just a formality. It carries significant, significant you know, preference for the Grizzlies in terms of their travel, in terms of how they played this year on the Rome versus home, and obviously in terms of the number of games that they have to win. So that's why it's so important to, at least on this next road trip, be able to get two of these three games. Because then, then you turn around, and you've got games against New Orleans, and you've got games against Dallas before... You, you then head out before you're then facing Sacramento for two games and then Golden State. So a big, big key for this road trip for the Grizzlies is to win at least two out of these next three games. And if they can do that, they will continue to tread water to where they'll be able to remain comfortably with or above Golden State. You know, unless Golden State, you know, catches, you know, fire at some point. But if this Grizzlies team can get two of these next three games, can get back to doing the things that it does well, that'll be a big boost to their playoff chances. Because like I say, even if the sixth or seventh spot may not be in the equation anymore, that eighth spot certainly still gives the Grizzlies a favorable position to achieve their goal all along of making the playoffs. On tomorrow's episode, we're going to have Joel Molinax back with us discussing all things Grizzlies. Obviously, there's plenty to discuss when it comes to the Grizzlies' hopes this season, you know, contrasting views, the struggles that they played with, all these different things we'll discuss with Joe on tomorrow's episode. Again, you can find the show at Locked on Grizz, myself at StatsSAC on Twitter, the podcast, wherever you find podcasts available. We ask that you listen, review, and subscribe. Always want to talk with our loyal listeners and make sure that we're providing content that is relevant to your preferences. Hope you have a great Tuesday, and until next time, we'll talk to you again soon here on the Locked on Grizzlies podcast. My son had a gift with technology. With reliable internet at home through the Internet Essentials program, the world opened up. He's part of this next generation of young people who feel they can thrive Through Project Up, Comcast is committing $1 billion to help open doors for the next generation with the connectivity and skills they need to build a future of unlimited possibilities.